0: Hey, hey, hey. Anxiety-wide podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Welcome once again to another episode. Episode 8, y'all. We got Kate Schultz on today. She's a therapeutic coach. We're going to go over what a therapeutic coach does, how they can help someone with anxiety. Uh, We'll probably talk about the gym that we go to together. She's the owner of CrossFit ELC, Yoga ELC, and Empowered Living Company. So she's an entrepreneur. So we'll talk a little bit about stress of being an entrepreneur and how she deals with that as well. Just to recap, though, last week we talked about anxiety and health and going to your doctor. We talked about anxiety and travel, and then we also talked about some of the resources that are out there to help you along with your anxiety, wherever they may be. That would be episode eight. If you haven't checked that one out in that interest, you go to anxietywad.com, find the episode, or it's on iTunes, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. If you haven't yet, you can go to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. It helps other people find the podcast, which is important because I feel like this information is really going to help somebody heal. So give us a rating, uh, give us a review. If you do so, it's going to pop up uh, a lot higher on the search results, which really helps us out. So one real quick shout out, uh, Wadcast Podcast. Um, they helped us out uh, with spreading the word on the podcast as well. It is Wadcast Podcast. He's a, I think he's a comedian as well as a um, fit, fitness nut, fitness fitness enthusiast. And for some reason, fitness is a hard word to use, but he is on iTunes and Spotify and all the other ones for a podcast. Uh, he likes to work out, loves to talk about working out and the show, but he's also a comedian. Eddie Ift talks about elite fitness. So, Wadcast Podcast, go check him out. Thank you, Eddie. Appreciate it. Uh, what I'm hoping to do is some of these people that have, connected with me online, I want to try to travel to see them, to get them on the show, Um, which is another point here that in two weeks, I believe, I'm going to go visit with David, and he is the one that started the Million Meter Row, which we're going to talk a little bit about this episode. So, coming up, Kate Schultz. Here we go! All right, here we are. We're with Kate Schultz here. On the podcast, so Kate, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to give us the uh, the elevator speech on uh, about yourself and let the listeners know who you are?
1: Yeah, so I'm Kate Schultz, and I am originally from Alexandria, and I moved to Morris for college. I went to college here and completed a psychology and human services degree, and I thought for sure I was going to be a social worker. I was like banking on it. Um, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I met. Um, Tony Schultz while I was in college and we got married and here I am. Mm -hmm. So I, um, because I was having a hard time finding a social work position in Morris, Minnesota, I ended up totally changing my route. I actually worked at the Heartland Girls Ranch and um, was pretty burnt out. I was 21 years old and like totally burnt out. And so I decided that I was going to take a break from that and I ended up going to CrossFit in Alexandria and I was like oh my gosh this is the coolest <laughs> yep. thing there ever was. Um, and so I came home and I told Tony I wanted to start a yoga studio and a CrossFit gym and he said okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so here we are.
0: Yeah that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the ranch. Um, I know you've mentioned that at some point. Yeah in-
1: yep so okay. I worked out at the Heart- so I actually did my internship at the Heartland Girls Ranch and then um, took a a full-time position out there once my internship was completed. And so I was a primary youth counselor in the main program. And then while I was there, they also started to, we we created the Hearts for Freedom House. Hmm. And so that was for sex trafficked youth. And so then I was part of that program and I helped facilitate and run that. Um, I was working with eight girls. I was working three to, it was supposed to be three to 11, but a lot of times it was like 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then driving back home. And Tony worked eight to three. Oh, so we were like on totally opposite schedules. Yeah. Um, but while I was at the Heartland Girls Ranch, I had, there was eight girls in the house and I worked with maybe three of them very specifically. So I worked with, like with their case managers, their mm-hmm. social workers. I created their goals and, and kind of oversaw their program mm-hmm. and their progress. Um, it was an amazing job. It was a hard job. Yeah, I can imagine. Like every day was a fight of like this trauma this trigger was happening or this fight happened or this behavior happened like it was constant Mm -hmm. and it was a hard environment to keep the flame burning Mm -hmm. um and i went in as a very excited young fresh out of college like i am going to change the world (laughs) girl and um when I started working like 70 plus hours a week and mm-hmm. I was burnt out, it was like, holy, like, how am I going to keep this going mm-hmm. for the rest of my life? Like, how yeah. am I going to maintain this? And it was a kind of an environment, not not the leadership, but just the the kids that you were working with. It was hard to keep that flame lit mm-hmm. and that that internal fire and passion right. lit because every single day you were getting beat up by young kids you know what i mean not physically but like it was just hard it was Mm -hmm. hard to stay excited and um so i just knew that i i wanted to help people Mm -hmm. and i wanted to keep my fire lit right and so i had to figure out what that looked like and
0: you weren't sure if that environment was the one to sustain that and so um, i grew up my mom was a social worker yeah and um she she kind of felt the same way towards the end of her Mm -hmm. career is that she was just burnt out Mm -hmm. and um when you were working there are you like to start out, like, are you someone that has anxiety or you just get stressed out and deal with um, it?
1: Like a... Yes. Like I would say, I would say that I'm someone who naturally um, has, has struggled more with like a depressive mm. depression side okay. of things. Um, but I have definitely struggled with anxiety in the regards that for any of y'all who are like Enneagram people, I'm a three, yeah. which Me is too. an achiever. <laughs> so. Um, I also probably am someone who got burnt out at the ranch Hmm. for my own fault. Right. Right. I am someone who like, if I'm going in, I'm going all in Mm -hmm. and you're going to get all of me a hundred percent of the time. And, um, that got dangerous. Yeah. Like I wasn't setting good boundaries. And you don't see
0: results like tangible results. Yeah, I wasn't setting
1: good boundaries for myself. Yeah. And, um, and that created anxiety because I wasn't completing what I needed to complete. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, those were things that were not in my control.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like I talked a little bit about setting up your own metrics, and it's mm-hmm. hard to have metrics when you're dealing with other people. Mm-hmm. And I find that too, like with with mm-hmm. any kind of coaching,
1: mm-hmm. is
0: uh, you know if you're not on the same page with what their success is going to be, it, yep. it'll eat you up. Yeah, yeah. And and someone you know like you is like you're very passionate about helping other people, mm-hmm. and I think in that environment, it, like you said, it was kind of like constantly blowing wind at that inner flame. Yeah. And so it was probably good that uh, you you made that change of course and became like an entrepreneur entrepreneur like you are now yeah and so like it, being an entrepreneur do you want to just talk about that a little bit like so you have crossfit you have yoga mm-hmm. you have a power living you have therapeutic coaching mm-hmm. i kind of just gave it all away but mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. want to talk about how that that started after you started crossfit
1: yeah so uh i quit the heartland girls ranch and i didn't have a job lined up which blessed tony's heart because we were not engaged or anything <laughs> and he agreed to it um and, but he knew I was done. And mm-hmm. I think he was done. Like right. he was done working opposite schedules and not seeing each other and all mm-hmm. those things. Um, and I took a job at Morris Chiropractic knowing that it was going to be temporary um, just to kind of help me still have a paycheck, but also like figure out what I'm, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And um, there were some different social worker positions that were opening up in like other counties, but it was like, ugh I don't want to like this commute sounds good right now, but in six months, I'm going to be super right. sick of that. Um And... I actually broke my collarbone.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: So I broke my collarbone while I was working at the ranch, had to take a month off from the ranch because I couldn't work while being on medicine or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so during that time, when I was sitting at home bored out of my brains, I found CrossFit online, and so I told myself as soon as I could get, as soon as I got doctor approved, I was going to go. So I was working at the ranch again now, and I just was hate after having that month off. I think it made me realize how like exhausted I was. Mm. Like it forced me to slow down and truly realize, like man, this is not good. Um, And so the day my doctor gave me permission to like go work out, I drove myself to Alexandria and went to CrossFit. And, um, I was amazed at all the things I could do. Mm-hmm. Like they, they did such, it was at CrossFit lectis and they, they showed me all the things that I could do and the community mm-hmm. that they had in that space and the, and the, the way they greeted you and made you feel a part of the group was so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I told Tony, I'm like, we have to go back. Yeah. And, um, so then pretty soon Tony and Johnny and I are driving down to Alexandria multiple days a week and, um, getting a workout in, which was crazy that we were you know but we were willing to do that we loved it so much we were willing to get out of work as fast as we could hustle down to alexandria and do that and um and i decided okay this is what i want to do this is what i want to do and in my whole world i never once thought i would be a business owner right i never once thought i would be an entrepreneur that never ever crossed my mind as a young person Mm -hmm. um but Tony is an entrepreneur and so is his dad. And so I think spending time with them, it kind of just rubbed off and was like, you can do this. And I do have some family members who are entrepreneurs, but, um, yeah, I just never saw that for myself.
0: And speaking of young person, how old are
1: you? I'm 25. Yeah. So she's
0: multiple business owner at 25.
1: That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, then the conversation just started. So we went to CrossFit in February and I opened ELC in August, hmm. um, I also had done a yoga class with Carly Inman at the RFC and loved Carly. She was phenomenal. Yeah. And um, and so I thought, what if we could create like a private studio, mm. right? That's something our community doesn't have. What if it's something that we can create like a private yoga studio within this CrossFit space and, and we're kind of hitting the best of both worlds, right. right? And Carly was like, yup. And Kate Mack was like, yup. <laughs> and those two came with me and they helped me create a studio and... and um, It just kind of happened and honestly when people like when people ask me like tell me about how you got started i don't know yeah like (laughs) i i we just talked about it yeah and if you know johnny and tony like they got a little adhd and they're excited and it went and we hustled and i quit my job at morris chiropractic clinic a month before we opened just to like totally be ready and finalized and um, we figured stuff out. I mean, it was an adventure and it was so exciting. And I think that achiever in me, Mm -hmm. this was fueling my flame. There was results. There was metrics, right? Like I could see the progress that I was making as I was creating this business. And it fueled me because I got to help people at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest learning curve for me at that time was helping people who want to be helped. I spent so much of my time helping people who didn't want my help, mm. or at least they weren't ready for it. Yeah. Not that maybe they didn't want it or that they didn't like me, but they weren't ready. Yeah. And I, that, no wonder my flame hurt, you know, yeah. like they weren't ready for me. And so being at ELC and being able to create the space that people can voluntarily walk in and be a part of it, you get to truly like, see people's lives change because they want it to and they're ready for it and you just get to be a piece of it and it's an amazing process so i think that entrepreneurial life is hard there's a lot of sacrifice there's mm-hmm. a lot of crazy hours there's a lot of cr- like at three in the morning we have been here because the gym's flooding yeah. and we need to have the gym ready by 5 a.m for a yeah. crossfit class so we are here at three in the morning with towels and fans and we're figuring it out mm-hmm. um but then there's also the positives so it's just it's a good thing, and I I would never change it. Right. I will never go back. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I and I think that's interesting point because that's kind of how we can get to talking about the therapeutic coaching part of it mm-hmm. is the people that you were working with were were extremely broken, yes. if you will, and, yep. and those people need like a traditional therapy, mm-hmm. like, and I think the question that we had, and we can just start with that one too, and and um, you know, thanks for telling your story. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll get back more into it a little bit mm-hmm. here, but. It's like what kinds of services are out there other than traditional therapy and this came from a person that had been to therapy they got all these tools they got all these things to try but they weren't sure on how to put them all together yeah they were willing to get help mm-hmm. they were willing to work on themselves and, and like you said the willingness is a huge part of it mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier as a coach mm-hmm. um, and that, like you said the people at the ranch were struggling to mm-hmm. know what they actually needed mm-hmm. and i think when you're broken like that which I have been, you don't know what you need and Mm -hmm. you don't even want to try because you're just ready to throw in the towel. Mm -hmm. So for someone that has the tools, has been to therapy, how would you work with someone like that from a therapy? Well, actually let's start with what is therapeutic coaching? Like what kind of services do you provide? And then how would you help someone that has these tools, but is not sure how to put them together?
1: Yep. So therapeutic coaching for me, it's really, it's, you know, I, I, explain it to people is like, it's, it's the middle ground between life coaching and traditional counseling. We meet in the middle. So I don't diagnose. Um, but I have a further education than maybe necessarily a life coach. Um, for me, therapeutic coaching is all about supporting a person in seeing their best selves and helping them use their tools to, to get there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I tell people from things of like, I want to be more confident in my job. You know, I've had people who want to talk about their job. I've had people who want to talk about, you know, maybe they're going through a divorce or things like that. And, and it's not so much about how they feel about it. It's what are you going to do about mm-hmm. it? Right. So here's the problem. What's your outcome when you no longer have the problem? What do you have instead? And then what are the resources within yourself or maybe those tools that you have to get you to your outcome? Mm-hmm. And the biggest, the biggest thing that I see is people don't understand their outcome. They don't even know what they want instead of the problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're going to stay in the problem because you don't know what else you want. Yeah, you
0: just want the problem to go away. Yep. Yeah.
1: Or they have these resources, like these, these physical tools that they've gotten in a traditional counseling setting. Or, you know, maybe they learned them in school. You know, sometimes you know, teachers and stuff are starting to talk a little bit more about coping skills and things like that, which are great. But when I talk to people about resources, I want them to come up with internal ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of times what happens is they don't, ha- they don't have any. Mm-hmm. In, their, in their mind... They don't have any. They're thinking like, I have money. I have a car. I have coping skills. um, I have a supportive mom. That's awesome. But what are the things about you? What are your personality traits? What are your qualities that help you get to your outcome? Mm -hmm. People aren't aren't willing to say, I'm confident. I'm compassionate. I'm smart. Mm -hmm. I'm kind. I am really good at organizing. I'm really good. Like no one's willing to say, all of the things about themselves that are awesome mm-hmm. one they feel embarrassed or two they've never they've never even taken the time to notice how awesome they are and they're not doing that and if you don't know you if you don't know like okay i have these coping skills i have these tools what about you is going to help you use those yeah what about you
0: right and in, in the podcast here, we've talked about grabbing skills and skills, I think, are pretty pretty similar to what you're saying for resources as a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to pick up these different skills about yourself to help you deal with, like, say, for instance, your anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was um, getting onto an airplane because I was claustrophobic. Sure. I knew I could like breathe through it. I knew that I didn't want to have those fears so I could travel places. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to execute on it. And I think what you're saying is that's where someone like yourself mm-hmm. um, in a therapeutic coaching session, session you would game plan. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a trip coming up. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to get through that.
1: Yeah. And and I I really have people break down the problem because I think it's good to get it on paper and to just like, let's break it down. And then I ask people to really break down their outcome. So mm-hmm. when you no longer have the problem, what do you have instead? And that outcome might be, I want to be able to be able to relax on the plane, sleep on the plane, have a good experience on the plane, X, Y, and Z. Okay. What are the resources internally that you have to support you in that. And you might say, like, I'm determined, mm-hmm. I'm a hardworking person, I'm patient. I'm and you know, and then on top of those internal resources, you have coping skills mm-hmm. like breathing techniques, meditation, whatever. You have these tools. And so a big thing for me in a coaching session is getting people to not only recognize you have tools, but you have you have outside tools, but mm-hmm. you also have internal tools. And if you can't connect with the internal tools, Sometimes those external tools aren't helpful.
0: Right, and for me, when I when I went to therapy, we found out that I was like an achiever, mm-hmm. and we went to um, task based achievement. So rather than saying, uh, for me, I was struggling in college for doing speeches. Sure, it's something I've always. Tried. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I kind of do. But doing like a speech is like okay. Don't grade yourself on the speech. Check the box because you did it. Like mm-hmm. there's an achievement. Boom, mm-hmm. and so that would that would. Um, Kind of stroke that ego a little bit of mm-hmm. the achiever side of me rather than um, grading myself on how the actual speech went mm-hmm. and so i think uh, for people that n- have done a little bit of work in therapy you're going to know yourself a little bit better but grabbing all those resources and putting them together is where someone like kate would come in mm-hmm. um, what what kind of people uh, obviously without saying names like yeah. what kind of people are you seeing on on a regular basis, like totally, like what, what aspects of uh, a variety of different lifestyles or yep.
1: Careers? So I would say I work predominantly with women. Um, not that I won't work with men. That's not it. I would just say that I more naturally target women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I'm working with women from the ages of twenty to about forty. In there with a couple of outliers. So, I have a couple of people who are a little bit younger than that, and I have a couple of people who are a little bit older than that. But I would say, like, that 20 to 40 range is pretty much um, where I'm at. And I would say, like, I'm, I love you dudes, but I'm passionate about working with women. Yep, no, right? Not, I was no raised by a single mom, like, girl power up in here. Um, so, I would just say that's like more naturally my target audience. However, I've seen men for therapeutic mm-hmm. coaching and loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. You know what I mean? So I just think naturally that's where like my advertising goes towards, but yeah. Yeah.
0: And I I think the important part is too, is it's, it's a variety of different subjects. You know, it's not necessarily just mental. I've worked
1: with people from, I want a job change to I'm going through a separation to, I want to be an entrepreneur to I'm having suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. to, you know, like I'm having a hard time even getting out of bed i'm having a hard time organizing my life i'm take i'm an achiever i'm right. taking on too many tasks and i can't i'm not being successful at any of them but i don't know how to hone it in right Right. right. so nothing there's n- i always tell people like some of the most successful people in the world see some type of mental health professional
0: Yep. or coach A coach yep
1: like no doubt because that's why they're that successful yeah. Because they're willing to take the time to take care of their brain and their thoughts. And they're willing to put their ego aside or whatever and say, like, I can use this. Like, these services aren't for people who are totally broken. Mm -hmm. And I hope if you feel totally broken that you're taking services. But you can be an average mom or dad who's working your eight to five and life's good. You don't really have anything to complain about. But you know what? life's not that good yeah. like you don't feel excited every morning when you get up and you want to feel excited well guess what sometimes people can no always someone can see the back of your head better than you can
0: yeah always yep and, and it's interesting because like when you listen to people like even tony robbins or uh jim roan or les brown they have mentors yes. in their life yes and if you just change out the word mentors to coaches mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the same exact thing
1: yes you and know. i would say most of my clients have come to me for mentorship hmm. Cool. I would say like just between like job stuff, like they just, and, and I've had uh, I've had people tell me like, I just need your permission. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, they were I like, I that. just need you to give me permission that like it's okay to be super awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, to go after this. Yes. Yeah.
1: That it's a cool to do this. And it's like, and again, that goes to those resources is they don't feel that about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking for external. So my job, and and I know I've done my job well when I can help them not need me mm-hmm. I don't want you to have to come to me to find out if you're a badass or right. not
0: for, for a lifetime yes right yep
1: I want you to wake up every morning and know that you are good and you bring good things to the table and you are so powerful in who you are no whether you want to be a janitor or an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you are powerful mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to t- I, don't, I don't want to have to tell you that every day I want you to know that for yourself because now you know that you're powerful. And because you are that, all of these tools, all of these coping skills, all of those things work Yeah. because you know that you are strong enough to use them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You will know that you are good enough to execute them. Right.
0: I hope, I hope Kate's energy is coming through on the mic. <laughs> I am <it>. sweating. <laughs> yeah, I know. I might have to get a, get a video going here and record you next time that you're on. It's awesome. And, and, and that's passion. Like she's passionate about this and I hope you guys can, can hear that. And, and, uh, you know, not yet you can't see it, but if you're around <laughs> Kate, you know exactly what's going on right now. And, you Get her talking about this stuff. It's, it's it's beautiful. Like I'm all fired up. I'm like, <laughs> what, what can we talk about? <clears throat> so uh, another question that we had here is is how can exercise help my mental health? Like CrossFit, yoga, I don't know, whatever else kind of what other kind of exercise modalities you can think of. But right you know, specifically in our space, it's it's yoga and CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And so um, the question was because people that have listened, the person that asked this, know that I, I do CrossFit. Sure. Um, and very few people know that I do a form of yoga is just Ramad. I mean, yep. it's not it's, uh, yoga in the traditional sense, but it's sure. very similar. Yeah. Um, uh, how do you see exercise help and mental health?
1: Yeah. So one thing that I think is huge is um, we as a culture are very um, go, 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 mm-hmm. right. You don't get much of a break. And um, so taking the time out of your day to do something for yourself whether it's a walk or a CrossFit or yoga, is um huge. It's huge because one, you get a mental break from your job, your kids, you know, whatever stress is happening in your life, you get a mental break from that. And I think people don't give that enough credit. Um, of just being able to walk. You know, I would say ninety percent of our members have told me that their biggest result is their mental health. Hmm. I agree with that. Um because they're part of a community here, they feel a part of something, and, um, and they're taking care of their bodies, they're gaining confidence, and they have a stress relief system mm-hmm. that's healthy. Um, so I think that's a... Huge role. And then, of course, there's a ton of research and science behind, you know, just like the hormones that release in your body your and getting your joints moving and getting your organs moving. I mean, we could get all sciencey right now about like how certain twists and yoga poses are good for like digestion and mental health and depression. And you might be like, Kate, that's too woo woo. But it's not because you're willing, you know, not you, whoever's listening to this, I'm not judging you. <laughs> She's
0: not pointing um, her finger at you.
1: Um, you know, I think of people who are like drinking six Mountain Dews a day you know that that's bad for you. Like, you know that. There's research behind that. But you keep doing it, which is okay, judgment-free. Um, but yoga, being able to release toxins in your organs so that you don't feel so sluggish and gross every day is also research-based. You're just choosing to do the other one. And I believe that that's c- connected to resources and outcome and problem, right? Like, we could break that all down. But... There's so much research and science behind what just moving your body and moving your organs and moving your joints and getting some blood flow does. And um, and I think it's just about making the choice to show up. Mm-hmm. And that's what's hard for people. Um, but I think my biggest takeaway that I want you to get from this question is taking the time to do something for yourself. That's little like a bike ride, a walk, CrossFit yoga will Will improve your mental health, mm-hmm. no doubt. Like yep. even for twenty minutes a day, like it will improve your mental health, and just because you chose to take care of yourself.
0: Yep. And and, and what I see um, from someone that's been there is when I started CrossFit, the confidence that I gained mm-hmm. on being able to accomplish something that felt so terrible, mm-hmm. and I felt awesome afterwards. It for me, this the the light bulb went on, being like, well, if I do that with some of the stuff I'm struggling with outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to feel good after I attempt it mm-hmm. and then you know for, on the yoga side it's for me I see it as like moving meditation mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. and meditation has been huge in my own life but learning to breathe through movement and then as you guys talk about you know the thought process while mm-hmm. you're doing yoga mm-hmm. is a form of moving meditation mm-hmm. and you you also do some some meditation work mm-hmm. too I know we used mm-hmm. to have a class here so mm-hmm. Um, how do you see that, that, that yoga meditation connection through movement as well?
1: Yeah. So one thing that yoga does, and I'll, and I'll talk a little bit more about yoga, but this, this does relate with CrossFit absolutely. Because when you're moving your body and you're focusing on the movement that you're doing or the breath that you're doing, you forget about all the crap that was happening that morning right and so it naturally becomes a meditation because your focus is now on your movement and your body and when you can just focus on two things at a time and things that are calming for you and relaxing for you that's meditation I think so many people think that they have to sit down on their mat and they have to like chant and hum and sing and whatever um and that's not it at all. Like just going for a walk is meditative, mm-hmm. right? And it's about focusing in yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes people go for a walk and they think about work and they think about their kids and they think about all these things and X, Y, and Z. And it's like, that's, that's okay too, but that's not meditation, right? And meditation is about taking the time while you're on a walk, just focus on your inhales and your exhales. Guarantee when you leave that walk, you will feel so much better and that whatever stress between your kids and your work or whatever is happening, you can handle in so much of a better state. Um. Yeah, did that answer your question? Yep, that's yep. okay. no, good.
0: And, and um, second part of that question is I've had people say that, you know, CrossFit is their therapy mm-hmm. or yoga is their therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, when coaching people, I always caution them to the point that, well, what happens if you get physically injured? Mm-hmm. What else are you doing out there? Yes. And so in bringing it back to the therapeutic coaching, that's where someone like Kate could come in and be like, so here's the resources that you have. Mm -hmm. When this passion project is taken away from you, because being someone that's had that taken away from them multiple times, the first few times that it happened, I had nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's when the downward spiral happened. And so, um, Mm -hmm. again, you know, someone like Kate's going to help you put together those pieces of the puzzle. So when something, eventually something bad is going to happen, Mm -hmm. you have the resources to get through it. Yep. And so I think that's super important to, uh, to uh, think about when you're thinking about seeing someone like a therapeutic coach
1: yeah and i think too you know things like yoga you know for example we had a we had a, a member who had to go get a cat scan is that the big fancy tube thing mri that mri yep. yep mri so you gotta like go through this big tube and they were like kate the only reason i got through that was yoga breathing hmm. the breathing that awesome. you taught me in yoga class is the only reason that i didn't lose it in that tube yeah um and you know and people have said that too about like they uh, feel better at home because they have more energy with their kids. Yeah. Ever since starting CrossFit, exactly. they sleep better. They have more energy with their kids and they feel better at work. And so things that used to be hard and mentally exhausting and draining mm-hmm. are now becoming a positive thing, an exciting thing in your life. Because you have the energy and you feel good enough to do them.
0: Right. It's like right? We just had that snowstorm. Yep. You go out and shovel the driveway and you crush shoveling the driveway. You're like, right. oh my God. Like right. The stuff I'm doing in the gym, yeah, it's hard and I sweat. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I choke back some extra spit. But right. look at what I just did to the driveway. Like right. My back doesn't hurt. I'm not right. going to be hurt for a week.
1: Right. And that driveway could be an accomplishment or it could be a poor me. This yeah. is the worst. I hate this. My life sucks. But Why I feel I so fat. I feel so out of yeah. shape. So it's like you get to choose what that looks like. And part of that just comes from your everyday mm-hmm. choices and choosing to go for that walk or choosing to go to yoga because you know yeah, the day's busy, but you know that you are going to live a better life because you chose to do that.
0: Mm -hmm. And and that's a good point is like the choice. So Mm -hmm. one thing that I found in working with people is like task-based habits are much easier to change and task-based being going to exercise, Mm -hmm. Um, doing something for yourself outside the sphere of what you normally do. Mm -hmm. Habitual um, things like changing your nutrition mm-hmm. or changing your thought process seem to be a little bit harder for people. Mm-hmm. And so, how do how do you suggest people kind of tackle that aspect of of changing habits versus changing like a lifestyle, like task based? Yep. Deal.
1: Okay. This is for all my number threes.
0: <laughs>
1: one thing at a time. Pick one habit. Pick one ritual. Pick one thing. Conquer it, add another. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you lose the one that you just conquered. Keep it. But one thing at a time. Because what happens is people create a list of 62 things and then they're ticked off at the end of the week when none of it worked. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't. You can't do all of that. And life is going to throw you 62 curveballs along the way. So one at a time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. One at a time and give yourself a timeline. Give yourself a timeline. Do
0: you ever suggest people start with the one that they see as being both the most achievable and the most enjoyable? I mean, do you think that would be a good place to start?
1: Yes. Because of course you want to have some confidence, right? Like do a little reverse psychology on yourself, right? Pick something that you know you're going to be able to do and do well because that sets the stage for the next step. Or pick the one that's kind of the foundation, right? Where the other ones kind of build on it. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: You think that'd be shame? Like that's, that's where I usually, mm-hmm. and that might be because I've had a tendency for, you know, a depressive type yep. of, of thinking yep. towards my anxiety. But I, I think I've found that people that reprogram themselves from a shaming mindset, like I am terrible because I can't do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, our our favorite person, Brene Brown, always talks about shame. Yep. yep. Um, I, I, for me, like if you want to have the biggest steps forward, I think getting out of that shame habit is going to mm-hmm. be your best bet. And Mm -hmm. so if someone is doing that, if Mm -hmm. they're beating themselves up because they're having panic attacks or they can't accomplish X, Mm -hmm. Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. what do you suggest usually for people that have a tendency to shame themselves? Sure.
1: So one thing is, you know, so I said create a timeline, okay? Create a timeline of like when you want something accomplished. And it might be like a lifelong thing. Like you might want to do this forever. And that's good too. Um, I want you to check in with yourself regularly. And I mean like, daily Mm -hmm. how is that habit going today don't just check in in three weeks at the end of your timeline or don't never check in because you're going to do it forever check in how am i doing how is this going what's going well what isn't going well because guess what if it's not going well change it Mm -hmm. you don't suck you don't fail you didn't do anything wrong that it's just however you chose to execute it isn't working for your lifestyle right now. Mm-hmm. So adjust it. How can you still have this habit, this this new ritual, and, and make it successful versus going into a shitstorm of thoughts of mm-hmm. how horrible you are? Like, no. Reroute. Right. Reroute. You can still have that habit and that goal and and do it a little bit differently and it's probably gonna have to change 60 times in your life Mm -hmm. but i think what happens is people don't check in people don't check in to recognize from day to day like that didn't go well today why didn't that go well today Mm -hmm. instead they're like i suck and they say it at the end of three weeks and they don't even really remember what happened
0: throughout and checking in like can be like journaling at the end of the night totally like checking boxes like Mm -hmm. i talk about because that's what works for me yeah you got to find you know all of us are We're like a fingerprint, like we're all different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything's not going to work out. And so someone like Kate, again, will help you figure out what is the best style for even checking in with yourself that's going to work for you.
1: Yep. And I've had a lot of people who say to me, okay, Kate, I want to see you for coaching, but like, how does it work? Do I have to commit to so many weeks? Do I have to do X, Y, and Z? No. It is session by session. You choose what those when those sessions are. You choose if we see each other 62 times or if we see each other once. Um, and a lot of times it's it's about checking in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people will see me one time for that initial visit. And usually that initial visit's like an hour and a half just because we're going over the quadrants and all these things together. And then after that, it's kind of like, if you want to keep seeing me, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like a check-in. It's a regroup. And sometimes other topics come up and we work through those things. Um and sometimes they come in with a whole new problem. Like, whatever we worked on last time is good. Yeah. And, but now, like, it resur- it surfaced up a new thing. And so we work through that. Um, but a lot of times, it's, it's just about checking in. It's about seeing someone can see the back of my head better than I can. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if I'm doing well or why this isn't going well. Because a lot of times, I'm sorry, but it's us. Yeah. We are our biggest problem.
0: Yep.
1: And, we'll, and we'll learn that. And But you know what the best thing is? Is we are our biggest problem, but we are also our solution. And so... That's okay. But if you can't see that you're the problem, you can't fix it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, getting back to the point of having um, mentors and coaches, Mm -hmm. as you develop, you're going to have new problems. And so someone, like she's saying, is seeing the back of your head, they're going to help you, you know, dig deeper a lot faster. Um, You can always dig deeper with more than one person, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's important to reach out for help. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's been times since I've moved back home that Kate has even helped me out with stuff that I didn't even see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we won't go into that today. But.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I had a couple of rapid-fire ones. Um, do you want to talk about the circle concept?
1: Yeah. Circle? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Is it a con- I, I, I probably don't even understand it right. Is it a concept? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So – this I went to this training when I worked at the Heartland Girls Ranch, and it was Restorative Justice Circle, and it's something that Yellow Medicine County and a couple other counties in the state of Minnesota I know for sure do. I'm sure there's other counties all over the U.S. that do it. Um, it it's um, something that roots back to the Native American culture, and it's how the Native American culture leaders um, made decisions. Um, and so it was something that we were doing as a trauma-informed practice to get the girls to discuss, get the girls to problem solve. And um, it was something that was so impactful for me, and I just felt like more communities need this, um, but also more families, you know, like just straight up people need this circle process. And circle is where you literally sit in a circle with a group of people and you have a talking piece and you have a circle leader and um, they facilitate the circle, but you, she, the circle leader will, will ask questions and then you go around and everybody has a talking piece and you can share your perspective or your feedback or you can skip. And um, we make decisions and, and overcome obstacles as a as a circle, as a as a community of people. And an easy example I can give is: let's say a young boy breaks into our Ace Hardware, and um, him and his friends decide they're going to break into Ace Hardware and they're going to steal some cool stuff. We, instead of sending them to treatment or community service, instead we're going to facilitate circles and. Um, Ace, the owner of Ace Hardware is going to be there. Their probation officer is going to be there. The kids are going to be there. The parents are going to be there. A teacher from the school is going to be there. And um, two random community members who aren't involved in the situation at all are going to be there. And then there's going to be your circle facilitator. And we're going to restore the harm that's been done. And we're going to teach these kids how to have hard conversations and honestly teach adults how to have hard conversations. And in a really respectful community Goal-oriented way because we're all there together. We're all there to restore the harm that's been done, and it's a really safe, productive way to teach kids things. Because you know what—that those kids' broken days hardware for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? There's something going on there, and there's also now something going on for the people of Ace Hardware because they might not feel safe, or you know. So it's 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 bringing the people together and having good conversation, and I think that that teaches a kid so much more than. community service you know taking staples out of a packet um you know and and i think for families going through hard times whether it's death or uh, you know you maybe the one of the family members is struggling with mental health and so coming together in a circle and giving everybody a voice and and having some structure to it um but also the support
0: yeah and i think one thing that i've seen is people sometimes have a problem Opening the conversation to someone in their life that is causing them anxiety. Like the way you're talking to me is causing me anxiety. Mm -hmm. Even announcing that out loud to that person is the biggest obstacle Mm -hmm. to tackle. And that's where, you know, something like the circle would come in. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you invite someone, you can just do it out of love and say, hey, I want you to come somewhere tonight and, you know, Mm -hmm. I need your help. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, whatever it is. Or mm-hmm. even, you know, Kate can invite them. And so yeah, it was, and it was like, an interesting when, I, when you discussed it the first time. I'm like, that's that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and they do like AA circles and NA circles. Mm-hmm. And they do like, um, you know, grief, like grief and support circles. Or like you could do something around like anxiety mm-hmm. and, and depression circles. And so um, it's getting neutral people involved because there's also some education there, right? Like mm-hmm. you provide education for these people so that they can continue to advocate for other people in the community. But also because, again everyone can see the back of each other's head right. a little bit better and differently and so it's good to bring all of that to the table. Um it's a really cool thing and it's something that I'm passionate about and I love and we I would love to, you know, if a family called me and was like, "Will you be our circle facilitator?" I would be like, "Yeah, happy dance. <laughs> yeah, Let's hallelujah. do it." Yep. Um cuz I think it's really powerful.
0: Yep. That's awesome. I love it. All right, so some of your friends, some of the people <laughs> that we know have submitted some questions. Be nice
1: to me. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, they're good. They're all okay. good. I made sure I kind of I weeded out the bad ones. Oh, so, good. So, uh, what was your favorite moment so far since opening your gym?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, you could do two or three that just come to mind.
1: You know what? My favorite moments all stem from somebody. Somebody conquering something that they never, ever, ever thought that they could do. Mm -hmm. all of them i mean i think of friday night lights i think of elc games i think of people's first muscle-up i think of people in yoga who all of a sudden were sobbing in yoga and it was like they had this breakthrough they had this moment and it was like so freeing and to be able to provide a space for people to do that is like magical oh my gosh, it is, makes getting up at four in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like That's it makes it okay. Back. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. And so I think all of my magical moments, my aha moments have come from events like ELC games or Friday night lights or things like that, where people have conquered things that they never thought that they could do. And knowing that I can be a part of that for them, mm-hmm. knowing that I just get to witness that yeah. is like the biggest like blessing. Yeah. I could ever ask for.
0: Yeah, and I love it too because like when new people come and they're like, "Oh, I'll never do a pull-up." Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm be yeah. watching you because a month from now you're going to be doing pull-ups.
1: Or they'll never do a, a CrossFit competition or something, and the next thing you know, they're signed up for Festivus Games yeah. and they get first place. First like, place. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's like, or they've never been an athlete in their life. They've yep. never played a sport. They've never been declared themselves as good at any of that, mm-hmm. and they're coming in here and they're picking up a barbell and they're figuring it Short out, it's and it's right. happening. Yeah. Um, you know, or people you know saying like? I will never be able to conquer this anxiety or fear that I'm happy, having. And then they're coming to yoga and they're giving themselves this space. You know, we had a, a woman who who was coming to yoga and, and she's seasonal. Um, she has a summer home, which just like makes me so jelly. So she gets to like go somewhere beautiful. Um, and she came at the, the following of her partner's death. Oh, and yeah. the grieving process that she got to do in our studio was like the – like if. All, if that's all ELC ever did was, was help her grieve through the loss of her partner yeah. in a safe space like this on her mat, I did it. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that was so powerful. And still two years later, it comes up Yeah, and and she knows that it's an okay space to do that. And she's uh, got a lot of support. And it's not like we're all coming around her and like hugging her. Like no. most people, not, I would say 90% of the group had no idea that she yeah, even cried you, that you day. Right. It, but, no, so, but it's just such a powerful thing. People are working through powerful, powerful things. Yep in this space together yeah and
0: i always say you know just be kind to everybody because you never Mm -hmm. know what people are going through there is no way you would probably be able to tell that that person was going through that no and we probably would not have even known unless she would have had a safe space to have that release right so that's a good one next one what is your favorite yoga pose and why
1: Ooh. you know what i have this thing where when i'm anxious and i'm getting super overwhelmed um tony knows like he needs to come help a girl out When I lay on the middle of my living room floor in child's pose with my hands by my feet. (laughs) Like I literally curl up in this little child's pose ball and it's probably my favorite pose because it makes me feel comforted and it feels really good on my low back. Mm. And it just allows me to like center myself again. And so even if I'm not really like having a total meltdown, but I'm just feeling like, okay, I just need a second. That's kind of like my go-to pose. And it just really like brings me back into like, okay. Presence. it's okay kate like you've got this you're fine let's how are we gonna work through this um and so that's kind of always been like my go-to pose and i think that's my favorite pose because like i didn't have to think about it my body just like naturally finds that right
0: and that's and that's a good description of a resource for yourself yeah you know perfect yep awesome what's your favorite crossfit move and why <sighs> or not move but like yeah like skill set you know what i movement. really
1: like cleans i like to do a power clean and a squat clean um, I like to lift heavy. Mm-hmm. I think like any time that there's like a heavy lifting day, that's probably my favorite that's awesome. day.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. What is your favorite workout song? What's the one that gets you cranked Ooh. up the most?
1: <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, first off, I have this little bit of like hood rat in me. And um sometimes I feel like I can't bring that out into <laughs> classes because like, you know, music squares so and stuff true. and I don't wanna like I don't wanna be like that in classes, but I have this little gangster side of me mm-hmm. that like when I'm alone it's going down yeah um but i would say like my favorite (sighs) i don't know there's too many (laughs) there's too many and it depends on my mood like i love um burn the house down by ajr right now and i love start a riot and i love um like, Pure Grinding by Avicii, like, that's always a fun mm. one. Or, like, no flex zone. Like, I just okay. think of, like, Tony Fu dancing, cool. and I'm like, I got this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Um, So, this was a little bit more, like, in a serious tone. But, like, yep. describe what you see as a healthy mentality in the gym. Ooh. So, what's the best way to approach working out or, you know, doing yoga? Yep. You know, yoga is a little bit more zen. Yeah. So that's probably...
1: Yep. Like, I would definitely say in yoga, you're trying to like slow things down right. and quiet things a little bit. It, it, yoga isn't about having zero thoughts, but it's just about being able to observe them. So I think you come into a totally different state that way. Yeah.
0: One thing. Uh, so for me, like I, I was like a hundred miles an hour run through a brick wall when I participated in sports. Sure. So like that's not what you want. Right. In, in a space like this. Right. So, yeah.
1: Yep. So I would say more when you're going into the CrossFit space, a big thing for me is your mentality is your responsibility. So if you're coming into the workout and you're complaining about the workout, that's your problem. Um, If you're coming into the workout and you're saying, I'm going to suck, that's your problem. Um, And so for me to recognize that, to recognize that my mentality is my responsibility in that space, I get to choose if I'm going to have a super fun, awesome workout or if I'm going to beat myself up and run myself into a brick wall because my ego's in the way, because I'm too worried about what the person next to me is doing. And that's on you you know like that is on you and um don't get me wrong we're all gonna have those days we're all gonna have those days where we we get frustrated because the person next to us is moving faster than us and how can that be or whatever and but you know what celebrate the person next to you because Mm -hmm. what do you mean how can that be they earned that they show up every day just like you do so um I think just changing, taking responsibility for your mentality in that space is huge. And I think my thing is realizing that I don't want to go to the CrossFit Games. I think it's so um, easy to get wrapped up in like what we see on Instagram and how people are training and, you know, like, look at how buff that person is. How come I don't look like that? Well, you probably don't look like that because that person's training four hours a day and eating a very strict, very strict, specific diet that they've paid someone a significant amount of money to figure out for themselves. And... They're sleeping. They probably don't have kids. Like <laughs> they're living a whole different lifestyle than you. And is that really your goal? Mm-hmm. Because if it is, then you got to change your lifestyle to make it that way. And so for me, it's like reminding myself that I am going back there strictly because I don't want heart disease. I don't want diabetes. I want to feel good. I want to be moving around when I'm 80. And I also need to take care of my mental health. And exercise is a huge piece of that mm-hmm. for me. I, could, I am one of those people that could hole up in my desk for 10 hours a day and not move. That is not good for me. Mm-hmm. I need to get up and I need to move. And so that's reminding myself of that, of like, why are you willing? Why are you doing this, Kate? Are you doing it because you truly want to challenge yourself today? Or are you doing it because you're comparing yourself to the person next right. to you or like where you think you should be? Um, because, yeah, in the end, my goal is to be a super fit, buff, awesome eight-year-old. Right. And that's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Pat. What's his... Oh, man. Used to host the CrossFit thing.
1: Oh, um Sherwood
0: Sherwood yeah, yeah Pat Sherwood he's got a really good quote on the, the way to like you hit a workout hard go home eat clean and you're good yeah you know um for me it was I had to reprogram myself to get out of that competitive mindset um not so much competing against other people but competing with myself because I am an achiever mm-hmm. um and that's why like when I quit trying out for for, for football, I found a new thing and that was kickboxing which destroyed my body. And then <laughs> then I, found, I found CrossFit, mm-hmm. and when I started CrossFit, I still had that competitive mindset mm-hmm. and it didn't serve me well like I was mm-hmm. banged up and you know finally now it's like I want to do fitness for life so mm-hmm. I can do more things with my kids, have fun with the people in our community and, and enjoy it and laugh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and watch Kate, Kate get all gangster on her music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. it's
1: just so much for about more about the community and the culture, and I think that's what makes ELC so different. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's just about everybody finding their thing, right? Yep. And and for me, it's about all the people that I get to be back there with, and um, just taking care of myself. And when I can remember that, those are the workouts that I have fun at. Mm-hmm. Those are the workouts I leave re- rejuvenated and like excited. And I'm going back to my desk, and I'm being way more productive than if I didn't get up. And um, you know, I think a solid example is like re- like pull ups people compare their middle or their beginning to someone else's middle and so they think like i've been here a week i should be able to do pull-ups and it's like dude all pretty much all of us coaches did ring rows for the first nine months to a year and a half Mm -hmm. so if you haven't been coming to elc for nine months you should probably still be doing ring rows and that's okay and some people just naturally can get up there and whip out like a million pull-ups and like fine fine i'm gonna try and not get (laughs) jealous but fine." fine um but it's like just take it easy like what's your goal Why did you start Mm -hmm. ELC? Why did you start CrossFit? Why did you start fitness? Was it really about being able to get 40 pull-ups on the first day? Or was it a lifestyle change? Like, like are you ready to change your lifestyle and change your life? And I think part of that is, like, letting go of, like, the expectations that you're holding for yourself and just listening to your body and and doing what you need to do that day. Um, I think that's powerful.
0: Yep, for sure. So what do you got coming up for yourself? I know you're going to be doing a talk here coming up. And, yeah. So I and speak. I, I know you have a goal of be, being a speaker. So yes. So
1: I um, speak tomorrow at um, First Lutheran Church. They do a bold Women's Day event. Um, and so they have a, different people come in and, and talk and they host some different breakout sessions and things like that. So I'm going to be speaking at that tomorrow. And yeah, I, I definitely, one of my goals is to have a public speaking platform. Um, I like to think of it as like, I kind of want to be like my own version of Rachel Hollis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Awesome. um, I just don't know what that looks like yet. And part of that is taking a step back and not making myself anxious about like, I need to accomplish this today. Right. Um, I'm 25 years old. I got some time. Um, So yeah, that's definitely something that's on my goal list and and making that happen. And yeah.
0: Yeah, So if you guys are looking for a speaker, you got one right here. (laughs) And so if they're looking for you, where can they find you?
1: Um, okay, so ELC has a Facebook page, Empowered Living Company. I have Facebook and Instagram, both under Kate Schultz. Um, I'll, you... post,
0: I'll post her links to her, her uh, social media sites and the, and the gym, too. Yeah, on, yeah, on and episode. my email
1: should be on there, empoweredlivingco.gmail.com. Uh, we have a website, empoweredlivingco.com. So, yeah, you can reach out on any of those things. And usually my phone number, my email, mm-hmm. or my social media is on something
0: and you have a page for yourself as a therapeutic coach too right yep it's just on
1: the if you go to the empowered living company website yeah, it'll link you right to it.
0: Link it right to it okay mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. cool you got anything else
1: thanks for having me yeah
0: you bet This is awesome. definitely have to have you back on it was pretty smooth we're already at uh 54 minutes oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry guys no that's
0: all right um the exit wad and uh, i'll let kate uh, talk to this as well and this is what your task is for this week i want you to write a letter to yourself With the description of you living your best life, this was a a task I did when I went to therapy one time. Is like, what, what, like, and this will help you get a vision on where you want to go. Is write yourself a letter describing the aspects of your life that you really want. Write it down, and then you can have that at night to read before you go to bed.
1: Yes. So So one thing I want to add to that, when you write that, don't put things like, "not be anxious anymore." When you're not anxious, what are you? Right? So keep the wording positive. Right. Not, I don't wanna live in my house anymore. Okay, when you don't live in your house, where do you live? Right. Right? So, like, make it sound positive and like the goal is there, not avoiding X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. but instead, what do you want?
0: Yep. Only positive. So if you yeah. do end up writing a negative, just scratch it out. Right. Switch it to a positive. And just like say to yourself,
1: same. when I when I don't have this negative, what do I have instead? Yep. And that's usually what you're trying to yep. to get at.
0: Awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it, Kate.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. Keep coming back, guys. We're gonna figure this out. See you. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh. oh.